Hey guys, attorney Anthony Bandiero here bringing you a roadside chat. This time, an officer from Texas wants clarification on knock and talks. And in particular, um, I guess the question would be, can you do a knock and talk at odd hours at night? Okay, the answer is yes, if you have a reason to believe that the occupant would be receptive to uninvited guests. So my friend in, in Texas, you know, he's seen other videos where I talk about how courts have held that, you know, knocking at odd hours at night, you know, police open the door and the officers going back to write that report and saying, oh, that was a, a knock and talk. Uh, no, it was not. That is not a knock and talk. That was at the say the least a detention because what reasonable person would feel free to ignore you. So if they chose to open that door, they have been essentially detained. They're even still in their house, but it's still a form of detention because the person did not feel free to leave and they submitted to your show of authority. Okay, but going back to the question, is it possible to have a knock and talk late at night? What's interesting about this question is it comes very, it's very timely because there was a case decided um, just a few months ago out of the first circuit. And here's what happened. Basically, a boyfriend, girlfriend, they're, you know, they're college students and their relationship is in turmoil. So they break up. The boyfriend doesn't take no for an answer, the ex-boyfriend, and is basically harassing her. Also, in some ways, stalking her. They end up um, after you know a month or so goes by. They kind of make up, and but just as friends, right? Just as friends. Uh, at least that's what she wants. He doesn't. He wants a relationship again. But you know, she she uh, allows him to be a friend, um, and he starts doing really weird stuff again. You know, and they get into a fight and at, you know an argument at his at her house, and he takes her cell phone. All right, and leaves. Now, this happened, you know, around three o'clock in the morning or so. And, you know, she calls the police. The, uh, the phone is missing. They, you know, believe, uh, you know, they, they, you know, obviously he took it. Right. So they go to his house. Now, they go to his house around four or uh, five a.m. Can I read from the case? And they observed lights on in the home and decided to co conduct a knock and talk rather than apply for a warrant to go get that phone. So here the court said the officers entered the property, walked into the front porch, knocked on the door and announced that they were police officers seeking to speak with the occupant. No one answered and the officers left the property. Was that in and of itself a constitutional violation? And the court said no. At this point, there was nothing constitutionally infirm about the officer's conduct which was expressly permitted by the knock and talk exception to the warrant requirement. Okay. So they basically did what the public could do. Um, I want to let you know, though, a key to me in this case is that the lights were on and that they knew that French, the defendant here was just at the girlfriend's house recently. So he was up, they knew he was up recently, the lights were on and, you know, it seems reasonable that maybe French would like to talk to the police and, you know, settle the matter. Like, oh, no, I don't have her cell phone. She probably left it in her car or something. Um, so, so far, so good. Okay. And let's also pause for a second. And let me give you the citation. The citation for this case is French versus Murill, M-E-R-R-I-L, <clears throat> excuse me, L-L. 
And the citation is 15, four, 15, I'm sorry, F fourth, so federal fourth, 116, first circuit, 2021. Okay. The problem is though, they, the officers in that case went back to the home um, multiple times, approximately three times. And they, and, and back up. During the case, they actually saw French um, the, the next time open up the, the window on the second knock, open up his, um, his blinds, look through and, you know, again, see the police and shut and, and shut the blinds and so forth. So they knew that he did not want to talk to the police, but they kept coming back and also being on his curtilage and trying to get him to talk. The court found that that knock and talk was a violation. It was not a violation. Okay. I'm sorry, it was not a knock and talk. When police know, okay, whether expressly or implicitly, like expressly, hey, I don't want to talk, leave my property, you better go, okay? Even if you have probable cause, if you don't have exigent circumstances, if you don't have some emergency, imminent destruction of evidence, uh, the suspect will, suspect will likely escape before getting that warrant. You better have facts on that, right? There's some danger to the officers or others. If you don't have some legitimate exigency where if you do not act, something eminently will happen, right? Bad will happen. Then you've got to leave. There is no right for law enforcement, even when doing something, uh, you know, conducting serious investigations, there is just no right for law enforcement to linger around this person's curtilage um, without some other agency or consent. Well, if they told you to leave expressly, then you got to leave. Implicitly is what's going on here. The French is looking at the cops through the window and still refuses to answer the door. He's basically sending uh, the cops a message. Leave. I don't want to talk to you. And if that's the case, according to the U.S. Supreme Court, too, in a case called Jardines, you've got to leave. And so here, the court found that those three extra, you know, intrusions were violations of the Fourth Amendment. And are you sitting down? You ready for the next part? No qualified immunity. The court found that a reasonable officer, you know, doing their job in 2021, at least in the First Circuit, would have understood that what they were doing violated the Constitution. And therefore, there is no qualified immunity. Therefore, French is going to get paid, okay? French is going to get money for this. How much money? I don't know. Is this a million dollar lawsuit? I hope not. But is it gonna cost some money, you know, at the end of the day from that, that uh, those uh, officers, from the officers in their agency? The answer is yes. So here's the takeaway. If you are going to do a knock and talk at odd hours, and odd hours, you define it for me, you know, uh, you know I don't know, you know, 10 o'clock in the past, I don't know, before 6 a.m., but if you're going to do a knock and talk at odd hours and you do not have exigency, you know, some form of emergency. I mean, the guy's car is blocking somebody's driveway and that person cannot go to work. That's exigency, right? That's an ongoing nuisance, handle business. Um, you got uh, a, the loud party call. That's exigency. It's an ongoing nuisance. You have um, a person who you believe committed a violent crime and they, you know, uh, they have evidence maybe on their person, blood, trace evidence, and so forth, you know, then those rules apply. But all you, but if all you want to do is a regular knock and talk, and you do not have agency, 
I would like for you to articulate a reason why you believe that that person inside that home would be receptive to you being there, be receptive to a person of the public knocking on their door. Here in the First Circuit, they found that because he was up recently, he had his light on, that that was good to go. I like it. I think just give me, you know, that's not much evidence there, um, you know, but it's something. But if if lights are out and you don't hear not even a mouse, right? No lights, no sound, no other indication that they were just up recently, then I would not conduct a knock and talk at a house at three o'clock in the morning. I'm not doing it, okay? Because it, 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 to me, it violates the person's curtilage. It violates the knock and talk rules. I ain't going up there, okay? I'll go back there the next day or send another officer on day shift to go try to make contact, but I'm not doing it because I think the message is clear from these courts. Um, don't mess with people's curtilage, okay? And so the First Circuit is reminding everybody of that. You've got to play by the rules, even though you're on graveyard and you can't go back in the daytime, go find a partner to go back in the daytime, all right? That's my message for you. Hopefully it helps. Do me a favor before you leave. It doesn't take much to like, subscribe, and comment, share with your friends. And I hope, my friends, that I have helped you just even a little bit. Get it right every time. See you next time.